Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, Attorney Mosley Collins. On this program, Mosley is joined by his special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you and your family. And now, here is your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Welcome, my loved ones, to this edition of Real Christianity. And I am joined in the studio by my dear friend, Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. And Don and I are uh, going through the wonderful book of Philippians, and this is uh, part two. And we are beginning, Don, uh, with verse 19. And, you know, Don, we always want to read the scriptures before we comment on them. And the reason I always want to do that, and I know you do too, is because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. Yes. I mean, you can't really spend too much time reading the Bible yeah. <laughs> if you're trying Probably to grow in faith. One of the better, one of the better ideas of of, the, of this program that we're doing is that we're reading the Bible. We That's have right. we have our little comments, but uh, the Bible right. is the point. The point here. It is. So Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 19, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful to you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you for all your progress and joy of faith that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by your coming by my coming to you again so to set this to set this up he's in uh, Paul has been uh, persecuted by the Jews and he's they've tried to kill him a number of times and he finally appealed to Caesar and so they they sent him to to Rome to see if to be judged as to whether he sh- uh, was worthy of death and he's waiting on that judgment uh, either yes or no and he's um, in his own house, but he's chained to a soldier day and night. Yes, and so that's his situation. And um, and look at look at again in his situation as we talked about in part one here. I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Christ. Mostly, again, he's taking a, a thoughtful and he's taking a th- positive approach toward this. A, a, an approach in faith. He's he's believing in God, that God is going to, no matter what happens, it's going to further the gospel. It's going to further His work. It's going to further the 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 lives and the blessings upon the Philippian church. I mean, mostly he's in prison. Yeah. And look at his outlook. Yeah. And the thing is, as Christians, we have. It's a win-win for Christians because if that's we, exactly right. You know, if we stay here, then we're going to try and share Christ, and we're going to try and live um, 
his way. And if, we, if we're taken out, then we're going to go to a place that's far better. Well, if we um, have the car that we want, that's okay. If we <laughs> don't have the car that we want, that's okay. If we have the job that we want, that's okay. If we don't have the job that we want, that's okay. No matter what happens, we have the kids we want. We all had all boys. We wanted girls. If we had all girls, we wanted. I mean, no matter. I mean, name a, a thousand things that can happen in our lives yeah. daily. And you know what? It's to Christ. Yeah. And 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 what Paul is saying is, and this is the big thing. His life is on the line. If I live, this is what'll be benefit. If I die, this is my benefit. Mm-hmm. But look at his outlook. His outlook is awesome. So positive. So. Great. It's You know what it is? It's godly. Mm-hmm. He knows in the end that it's all going to work for the glory of God and that he's going to get a crown of righteousness that the Lord will give him on that day. And not to him only, but all to love his appearing. At the end of the book, we win. That's right. And That's right. I mean, how can we not have a positive outlook? Why are we irritated over the little things that happen to us mm-hmm. daily? Why are we irritated? Instead of saying we give this again to God, it's the practice mostly on the small things that will prepare us for the large. Yeah. The large things are what Paul's facing, his living mm-hmm. or dying, mm-hmm. actual being killed mm-hmm. that's not our situation yeah. but but why can't we act the, behave the same way with small things yeah and so he sums it up and this is a, a scripture that we could write on our hearts is for me to live as Christ and to die as gain yes to live is Christ in other words to live as I live in this world get up in the morning have my breakfast go to work whatever I'm doing come home at night off on the weekends all that should be Christ-centered completely. We live to Christ. Yeah. Yes. And to die is gain. And now, he, he's not saying that the actual process of dying, whether you die in, you know, in your sleep or whether you die in a slow, agonizing cancer, he's not saying that's gain. He's saying the state after death that's right. is gain. The ultimate, the ultimate payoff is gain. Yeah, in fact, and if what's interesting is um in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 6 paul says while we are at home in the body we are absent from the lord verse 7 for we walk by faith and not by sight verse 8 of chapter 5 second corinthians we are confident i say and willing is the king james well pleased is the new king james would rather new living to be absent from the body and be present with the lord so that's a wonderful teaching that puts people's minds at rest. To be absent from the body is, is present. Present with the, Lord. with the Lord. What else could be better than that? There's nothing that can be better than that. Yeah. So that's why he says to die is gain. Yeah. And what he's saying is, but if I stay here, I'll be helping helping my family in the in the church. I'll be helping believers. And if I die, then that's gain. Okay. Can I put a twist on this? Yeah. Instead of the word die put the word problems to have problems as gain and and we don't look at that like that but mostly we don't look at problems as gain we don't look at issues uh, uh, whether and and we have had in our family situation recently a, a, a job layoff that was just a huge issue and you know what we asked we we, we sat before the Lord my wife and I and we both said, 
we want to make a good confession. And we, and we said this is going to be gain for us. Yeah. What is going on is gain for us. Now, Paul is saying the word die is gain. And it is. Now, in this case, that's the big payoff. I mean, he goes to heaven and is with Christ. Right. But to whether I have deliverance from my problem or whether I'm in my problem, I'm going to gain. Yeah. That's the point. I went through, uh, you know, we, we both of us went through a divorce a number of years ago. And yes. now we, we're married to wonderful Christian women. But when I was going through that divorce and my wife of that time had taken off and I had a dear friend, he called me every day to check on me and he said, God's going to bless you through this if you'll walk with him. Yes. And, you know, that was, that's a hard time to have a, have a wife of 18 years take off but god did bless me through that and he gave me the strength to walk with him and so that's another example you had your job loss divorce you can you can come out of a divorce um blessed by god you can come out broken or you can come out blessed yeah um when i went through my divorce it was the most it was the worst time in my life yeah yet god told me mostly while I was going through it, he said, Don, you're never going to go through another divorce again. You are in deep, deep sorrow right now. Your heart is broken. Uh, profit from this time. You'll never go through it again. You'll always refer yeah. back to it. So let me do my work. Yes. And, and you and I both experience such brokenheartedness. And we let God, Christ, do his work in us, and haven't we gained? Yeah, we have. Looking back on it, I'm a better person. I'm a better person. I'm closer to the Lord. I am I am closer to the Lord Yeah, because of that. Absolutely. I have a client who went to prison, and she said to me, uh, I'm sorry for what I did that put me in prison, but I wouldn't trade my prison time for anything. It's one of the best times of my life. She read the Bible through three times in prison and accepted Christ as Savior. Chuck Colson saying the same thing during the Watergate series in the 1970s. He ultimately went to prison, said the best thing that ever happened to him. So <laughs> what, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not advocating doing things that get you to prison, but if, if we have trouble, Paul saying the word die is gain. Yeah. We're saying add in anything. And yeah. please, listening audience, make that gain in Jesus Christ. Yes, you know, and so let's just change it a little bit. So I will, if I go back to Philippians 1.19, I say, for for I know that this divorce, for I know that yes. this job loss, Good for point. I know that this loss of my house, yes. so I know that this sickness, I know that this problem will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer yeah. and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall I be, ashamed. be ashamed. Yeah. Mm. So... The only caution Don and I have for you, uh, my loved ones, is that you live a life that God can bless in the midst of the trouble. Yes, so, so that, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body. And that's the point, is we want, no matter what happens to us, to think through our life today, and we can ask the question, is Christ being magnified in all that I have, and uh, all that we're doing today, yeah, and we want to say yes, yeah. even if the world doesn't get it, yeah, even if your family says, "Oh, come on," even if everyone 
criticizes you for trying to live a godly life in the midst of a terrible time. You still need to live a godly life in the midst of a terrible time. It's acceptance by him. And later on, we're going to be be, uh, talking about a verse in chapter 3 about being found pleasing in him. That's what you're talking (laughs) about. Exactly right. Exactly right. So let's look a little bit more at this verse uh, 21 for for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. I just want to talk a little bit about to die as gain because, um, you know, when you're 20 years old, you don't think too much about it. And that's why... Yeah, they're all going to live forever. Yeah. (laughs) That's why they drive, you know, 100 miles an hour on motorcycles down the center divide of the highway. That's why we drove 100 miles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But when we get to be a little older, we begin to think about our death. And to die is gain. And why would that be? Because there's a promise from Jesus himself. And here's the promise. It's in John 14, 1 through 3. And I've been told that when they've done a survey on this, this is one of the very most favorite scriptures of all uh, Christians. And here's what it is. John 14, beginning of verse 1. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's the promise. That's why to die is gain. That's the gain. That's the gain that you're going to be and I'm going to be with Jesus himself, the person that we love so much. It says, better to be one day in his house than a thousand elsewhere. Right. I mean, you can add in a thousand Yosemite National Parks, (laughs) a thousand Yellowstone Parks, Mm -hmm. a thousand waterfalls, a Mm -hmm. thousand Pacific Oceans, Mm -hmm. a thousand South Sea Islands. And I'm telling you, Mosley, one day in his courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Yeah. And you know what I thought about recently is like, if you see a, a pregnant woman... And you, uh, you know, I'm a father and a grandfather and even a great-grandfather at this point. So I've, my, I've had my wife pregnant. I've had and go through childbirth, and I've had my daughters do that. And there's a, there's a sort of apprehension and a fear when you see a, a pregnant daughter. Oh, I hope this is going to turn out. But you go through the birth, and then you have a, a child born. And that's what our life and death is going to be like. We are destined. If, if Jesus doesn't rapture us, you know, he could come right now, Don. He, the rapture could be right now. I could walk out and look up. I could hear a trumpet, and I could go out and look up in the sky and see Jesus coming in clouds of glory for me and you and all yes. who love him. If that doesn't happen, then we're going to die. And just like a woman has to go through the pain of childbirth, on the other side, you get a wonderful baby. And on the other side of our death, which we're going to have to go through if he doesn't come, we're going to get a wonderful eternity. And so that's how you have to look at it. You have to say, well, I'm going to have to go through that death experience probably, but I just want to focus on the joy and glory on the other side of that. Wow. And uh, to have that as a hope is some of the, what I think Jesus is saying is some of the richness of the gospel. The gospel is 
the fact that there is another side mm-hmm. on the other mm-hmm. side is this huge gain you're talking about. Yeah, in my, that's everything. You know, it's it's a King James to say mansions. I just love it though. In my father's house are many mansions. What yeah. that speaks to is that the glory. What that speaks to is eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered in the heart of man the things, the wonderful things, the exceedingly wonderful things that God has prepared for those that love him on the other side. I got to tell you something funny. You know, we're just built to like nice things. We Mm -hmm. are. I mean, whenever I look at a car and I think, I like that car. It's always the most expensive (laughs) car in the road. I'm going, why can't I like a cheap car? But I like these other cars. I like this carpet. I like this wallpaper. I like these curtains. I like this type of house. I like this pool. These things. But they're all nice things. But you know, that's built in us. Mm -hmm. Because we want and we're built. Do you know, mostly we're built for wealth. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to give it all to you. When you get to heaven, mm-hmm. you're going to be in wealth mm-hmm. forever and ever. That's right. And the richness of glory. The richness oh my of gosh. the glory and the relationships, the mm-hmm. riches of the relationships mm-hmm. are going to be there. It's truly, truly a gain. You know, one time I went to, a, uh, I was at a play that they was doing, uh, it was a play about how Handel's Messiah was written and talked about all the struggles getting to write it. And at the end, the cast just there's like thirty people just stood up and started singing Handel's Messiah, uh, and Hallelujah, Hallelujah, and Oh, the Lord is coming. Oh, I tell you, I felt like I was in heaven. Yes, yeah, I just had that glimpse. God just said, "This is a little taste. This is a drop out of the ocean of the joy it's going to be to be in my presence forever and to experience the glory of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost." Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, so let's go to, and we'll continue on, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of yes. the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you... Of salvation and that from God for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for his sake having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me and that's the end of chapter 1 yes so there's some important things in that in that last piece of scripture well I mean let's start off with the first verse here verse 27 only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let's just say it this way. The gospel of Christ is the most precious, precious idea and concept of all mankind. And it says, let your con- conduct be worthy of that. Reach to live in that realm, to, to live in that glory uh, equal to that message. Yeah. And, Let, isn't, and isn't that what we're, our calling is? Yeah. You know, the foundation of God stands sure, having this testimony, that God knows those that are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart, depart from, from degree, evil. Depart from evil. Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. You know, what a, what a, what a shame it is when people's conduct and sometimes we see people whose conduct we think is not worthy of Christ, maybe on television or wherever. You know, boy, that's a that's a huge mistake 
to when live I, a life that's not worthy of the gospel. Uh, one time, uh, my kids were uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade in there. I had a whole bunch of kids, and they were all in that age. And uh, um, Jenneth and I, their mom and I, took off for three days and came back, and an event happened while we were gone with these kids. And it was a minor thing. And I said, look, I want to know whether I'm with you guys or if I'm not with you guys, that you have this same character. I mean, you live a certain way in front of me. (laughs) Right. Can you live that same way behind my back? Right. And that's what I was pushing my kids to do. And and this is the message right here, that whether whether I see you or in absent, I just got to know that your conduct's Mm -hmm. worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's what every parent wants. That's what we all want. That's what God wants of us. Our boss. A boss doesn't want to leave the office and have them go crazy. Yeah. He wants them to stay on task. Stay on task. Maintain the character that is set in that office. And that's what God wants from us. That's absolutely right. Let's look at this last verse, or the verse 29. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Now, Now go figure that out. Oh, that's a huge verse. Okay, to you it has been granted. In other words, gifted. Okay, no. <laughs> how about how about having cr- Christianity ha- with all happiness, Mosley? <laughs> well, that's not hasn't been my experience. <laughs> but okay, right, right. you know that's what we want. But it's saying you've been granted mm-hmm. something else, something better, something better. Now, how can that be better? Well, because it is the the model that Jesus gave us. How do we know Jesus loves us? Because he suffered for us. It's following in his footsteps, being Mm -hmm. like him. In other words, if we're not like him, we're not seeing, we're not walking in the spirit like and filled with the joy that he wants us to be filled with. If we walk in his footsteps, then we will find his glory. And And some of his suffering. and, And that's part of it. Part of his footsteps is some difficulty and if we can model in that let him model that for us and we follow in that therefore we'll share also in his glory and and here's what i see in this verse for it is granted unto you on behalf of christ not only to believe in him but also suffer for his sake so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a different um, translation this is the mosley translation okay for to you has been granted on his on behalf of christ not only to attend church on sunday but also to suffer for him. To make it every week. Yeah. Not just to show up on Sunday and have someone entertain you and throw $20 in the plate that goes by, but to actually have a life that is so concentrated and focused on him that it does bring on you some suffering. Yes. You know? So, well, the whole world wants us to watch this particular movie. Oh, my gosh, did you see this movie? Oh, are you watching this series? Are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Are you listening to this? Are you behaving this way? Mm-hmm. And they, they, they think that we're weird by not participating with them. And uh, the, the point is, is that is a suff- there, is a, it, there is a bit of suffering when we are following in Jesus Christ's footsteps. Yeah, and because we're, we're in a world that uh, to, to a certain level will persecute and kill those who say something that they don't like. They'll turn their back on us. Yeah, and yeah. they did on Jesus. I mean, that's why they killed him, because he said things that they didn't want to hear. 
And so what do, if we are going to be like him, then we need to be in that same uh, category of people who, who have things to say that some people don't want to hear. I got to tell you, Mosley, um, and, but God is saying it's a privilege. It's a privilege. And Don and I pray that what you've heard here today will help you live a life of real Christianity and join us next time. Thank you for joining Attorney Mosley Collins and his special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. This program has been sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you have been badly injured, the last thing you need is another bill. That is why, when Mosley accepts your case, there is never a fee until he wins your case. For over 30 years, we have been helping people badly injured in accidents and also victims of medical malpractice win their cases. We can help you win your case too. For help, dial 916-444-4444 to speak to our staff. Just remember, that's all fours for legal help. For Mosley and Dawn and all of us here, thank you for listening and join us again for the next installment of Real Christianity.